What's happening, people? Welcome back to What's True for Everybody. Hope you are doing fantastic. And this is experience number nine, and I am calling this one Wichita Rhonda. <laughs> I like this title. Wichita Rhonda. And this one is inspired by an experience I had last week in Wichita. I was in Wichita, Kansas for work, uh, my first time in Wichita, fantastic town. And I took one of those planes out of the Denver airport where there is one seat on one side of the plane, then you have your aisle, then you have two seats on the other side of the plane. Have you ever taken one of these planes? It's one of these planes where if you stand in the middle aisle, well, the only aisle, then and reach your hands out, you can actually touch both sides of the plane at the same time. It's one of those planes. It's one of the planes where you don't get a jetway to get on the plane from the airport. You take some stairs down into like the bowels of the airport, then you walk outside and there are these rolling metal stairs that they roll up to the plane and you walk up these rolling metal stairs and then onto the plane. It's one of these planes. It's one of the planes where you feel every little bump (laughs) a lot more. Uh, But I made it to Wichita, and Wichita is lovely. And something I learned about Wichita, uh, number one, a lot of Wizard of Oz souvenirs. If you're into those, go to Kansas because they're all over the place. And two, really good restaurants in Wichita. I learned that um, some celebrities will semi-frequently fly into this their private planes into this little private airport in Wichita and eat at different restaurants. And there's one called the Duda Cafe, I think the restaurant is called, uh, where Harrison Ford likes to eat. And in fact, someone made a list uh, of different restaurants around the country where you might see celebrities. And the Duda, Duda Diner, that's what it's called. Duda Diner. The Duda Diner made the list as the number one restaurant in Kansas to see a celebrity. So that's awesome. Uh, I did not eat at the Doodah Diner. I did eat at some good restaurants, though. Had a really good Thai place across the street from my hotel. Anyway, Wichita Rhonda. So I stayed at this hotel Monday to Friday, so four nights, which means I had four breakfasts at the hotel. And they had Uh, this buffet breakfast, and you had eggs, you had hash browns, you had uh, sausage, you had bacon, all all the stuff, fruit. And so I get there the first morning, and the cook is a wonderful woman named Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, Rhonda. And so I was attempting to eat healthy, um, and so I asked her, I asked Rondo what was in the eggs, what was in the hash browns, all this stuff. And uh, there was butter in the hash browns. And I asked her, I said, do you happen to have any without butter? And she said, no. Uh, but she said, how long are you staying? And I said, well, I have three more mornings. And she said, okay, uh, we'll take care of you. And so I get my breakfast and, and I eat and uh, go about my day, come back on Tuesday morning and Rhonda is behind the counter and she recognizes me and she says, hold on a second. And she goes back to around the corner and she comes back with this 
plate of hash browns without butter. She, she made hash browns without butter separate specifically for me because I made a comment about how I was trying not to eat butter. And this is day two. And she remembers what I had day one, which was some fruit on a plate. There was some strawberries, some blueberries, um, and whatever else it was, pineapple, I guess it was. And then I had some scrambled eggs. I had these hash browns and then two links of sausage, two pieces of bacon. She remembers Wichita Ronda, remembers what I had for breakfast the day before. And she doesn't even have to ask me. She just puts it on the plate and hands it to me. That's Tuesday morning. Wednesday morning, same thing. She goes, sees me. She goes around the corner. She had once again specially made hash browns without butter just for me. And she gets my other food. Uh, well, that was Wednesday morning. Uh, Thursday morning, Friday morning. I forget my mornings here. But four mornings, in the last three mornings, I guess it was, she went out of her way to make hash browns without butter because I made a comment about how I didn't want to eat butter. And so uh, by the end of this, I like, I like Rhonda. I like Rhonda. So I had to take a selfie with Rhonda uh, before I left on Friday morning. Now, why do I like Rhonda so much? This reminded me of a couple stories in the Gospels. There's a story in Mark chapter 9 where Jesus and his disciples are walking from town to town because their RAV4 is in the shop. And so they get to this town of Capernaum and they stop. And Jesus had noticed that the disciples were arguing about something on the way uh, because he's Jesus and he's very perceptive like this. And so he asked his disciples, what were you arguing about? And they didn't want to tell him because what they were arguing about was who among these disciples, these 12 young men, was the greatest. And uh, Jesus simply says to them, Okay, uh, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. There's this word, servant. It says anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. You then get to Mark chapter 10, one chapter later. These two disciples, uh, James and John, who were there when Jesus just said a couple stories ago, whoever wants to be first must be servant of all. And they say to Jesus, uh, hey, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. <laughs> Which you know something's coming. If, like, you ever, has your kid ever said to you, hey, I, I want you to do for me whatever it is I ask. You know something's going on. And so Jesus kind of plays along. Okay, what do you want me to do for you? And James and John said, uh, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory, which were the seats of honor, essentially. So they basically said, we want to be the most important people other than you in your kingdom. And Jesus responds, you don't know what you're asking. He says, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink, be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? Oh, we can, they said. Yeah, of course we can. Of course we can. Uh, and Jesus essentially says, um, no, you can't, you can't have these places of honor. But then he says this to his disciples. 
you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles, and Gentiles are simply people who were not Jewish, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. So you see how this world typically works. People lord things over people. They exercise authority. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. There's this word again, servant. Whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man, which is Jesus, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So in Mark chapter 9, Jesus simply says, oh, you guys are arguing about who's the greatest? Well, here's the deal. If any of you wants to be great, um, like you have to be last. You have to be a servant of everybody else. And then <laughs> a chapter later, two of these disciples, hey, Jesus, we want the most important place in your kingdom. And you wonder if Jesus is like, I just talked to you about this. Good Lord, or good me, or however Jesus would say that. We just went over this, but Jesus seems to be patient. He seems to, okay, okay, you still don't get it. We're going to say this again. Uh, you see how this world works. People exercise authority over other people. People lord things over other people. Not so with you. Whoever wants to become great must be a servant. Now, uh, this word servant, it sometimes gets a bad rap because it's sometimes seen as a negative thing. Like if you are a servant, then you must not be very high on the authority ladder or on the power ladder. You must not be very important if, if you're considered a servant. What Jesus does is he flips this idea totally upside down and says, no, no, no. What the world sees as great. Forget about that. Forget about that. What's actually great isn't if you have all these people under you and you have all this power over them. It's actually if you flip this whole thing around are doing things for other people, not having other people constantly do things for you. Now, we're not talking about forced servitude. I mean, Jesus actually uses the word slave here, but that's he's not talking about uh, slavery as, as we've unfortunately seen it. He's, he's talking about willfully serving other people. And one of the definitions of this word that Jesus uses for servant is this. It's someone who gets something done for the benefit of someone else. A servant is someone who gets something done for the benefit of someone else. A servant is someone who gives for the benefit of someone else. A servant is someone who lives for the benefit of someone else. And Jesus says, you want to be great. This is what you have to do. Why is Wichita Rhonda so great? <laughs> Why did I enjoy Wichita Rhonda so much? Wichita Rhonda is so great because at least in my experience with her, at least at, at her job, she lives for the benefit of others. She was living and working for the benefit of me. She also, by the way, was super joyful about it. 
Her her hours, she works Monday through Friday. She works 5 a.m. to about noon. Breakfast is from 6 to 10, so she gets there an hour before and gets stuff ready and stays a couple hours after to, to clean up. And she absolutely loves it. And, and you can tell. Why is she so great? She's so great because she's she's getting things done for the benefit of other people. And here's the thing. You don't have to be at work to get things done for the benefit of someone else. You can be great everywhere you go. You can get something done for the benefit of someone else wherever you are. You can give anywhere at any time. Even if it's a smile or a hug or a compliment or, or you call or you text someone who you haven't maybe talked to in a while just to say you're thinking about them. Uh, a ride. Someone needs a ride somewhere. You can shovel someone's driveway. You can give someone your full attention. <laughs> that's, that's living for the benefit of something. That, that's actually getting something done for the benefit of someone else. Actually listening to them. Uh, yesterday, I was outside with my son and his friend and... They had built a snow ramp and were running from my front door down uh, the, the sidewalk, the path outside my front door into the front yard where they made this kind of snow ramp and on a sled and they would just belly flop on the sled and go down our front lawn and then get air on this ramp and <laughs> sled right into the street. Then they would do this over and over and over again. And, and I would stand, by the way, at the edge in the street to make sure no cars were coming when they were going in the street. So everything was cool. Uh, but they were taking turns. And my son took his turn, and he didn't get the run that he wanted. He kind of fell over instead of going off the ramp. And so his friend said, oh, you can have another turn. Boom. What did my son's friend just do? He actually just got something done for the benefit of my son. And it was simple and it was seemingly little, seemingly insignificant, but the smile that my son got on his face when he realized he got another turn, that's what we're, that's what we're talking about here. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be anything revolutionary. And by the way, you don't even have to know the person to be great for their benefit. Heck, you don't even have to like the person to be great for their benefit. Wherever you are, and whenever you're there, you always have something to give. This is what I learned from Rhonda. And in a world where most people look out for themselves, the Wichita Rhondas stand out and they inspire us to give, and they inspire us to give freely, and they inspire us to be happy and to be joyful about it. And by the way, Wichita Rhonda... uh, she didn't just get something done for the benefit of me. I watched her interact with other people at the, hotel, at the hotel. She did this kind of thing for everybody. There were other people who had maybe specific requests or she could make omelets for people and all this stuff. And, and what I heard her say uh, multiple times to different people is this, we'll get you what you need. <laughs> that's, what she'd say to, that's what she said to me. That's what she said to others. We'll get you what you need. Here's, here's what we have right here, but if you want something else, great. We'll, we'll get you what you need. Wichita Rhonda. So for you today or this week, 
how can you get someone what they need? How is it that you can get something done for their benefit? And again, it can be really, really, really simple. At home, how can you get your spouse what they need or your kids what they need or your parents what they need or your roommate what they need or your brother or your sister at work? How can you get your coworker what they need or your boss what they need or the person who reports to you what they need or your customers what they need? In your neighborhood, how can you get your next door neighbor what they need or the person across the street or the person down the hall When you're at the grocery store, how can you get that stranger what they need? Or the person who's checking you out? Maybe they need a compliment. Maybe when you're putting your cart cart back, there's someone walking towards the grocery store that could use that cart and you could just give it to them. When you're on the road, the person driving the car next to you, whatever it is, wherever you are, you have something to give. The challenge is this. Be someone else's Wichita Rhonda. That is what's true for everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.